Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. As an executive producer at American Documentary, Inc., Chris White is responsible for producing PBS's award-winning documentary series, POV, also known as Point of View, as well as America Reframed in partnership with GBH World Channel. Since becoming executive producer in 2015, POV Films have won 15 Emmys, 13 George Foster Peabody Awards, and have garnered 10 Academy Award nominations. Notable projects and partnerships over the years have included POV's Diverse Voices Project, providing co-production support and mentorship to emerging BIPOC filmmakers. Chris is at the forefront of a decade-plus-long relationship with StoryCorps, bringing animated versions of the award-winning Oral History Project to public television. And this year marks the sixth season of POV Shorts, showcasing the best in short-form nonfiction film. And Carol, I know you are a longtime fan of POV. Yes, Claire, they give us the most incredible documentaries and stories that we all love. Thank you very much, Chris, for joining us. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. Um, Wonderful. Now, let's talk about, please, you tell us about American Documentary, because we want to learn the history and the mission of your organization. Sure. Uh, Well, American Documentary uh, was started in the late 80s, um, and we are uh, a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to uplifting uh, the the, uh, long-form documentary films. Um, And a guy named Mark Weiss started the company uh, in the late 80s, uh, because there was really a lack of and a need for independent voices on on television in the U.S. Um, and POV was his brainchild, and 36 uh, years later, here we are, um, hundreds and hundreds of beautiful cinematic uh, stories being brought to the American public, uh, bringing the lives of Americans and people from around the world, just like you and me, um, and addressing the issues of our times. So uh, I'm thrilled to have, have the opportunity and privilege to, to get American Documentary for so long. Yes, and thank you very much for the job you're doing because you represent us. This film is, These films are seen all over the world. And uh, being an avid fan, I mean, I'm always looking, what's next, what's coming uh, it's uh, very important to us, and your choices have been fabulous as your uh, as your numbers show for the ten Academy Awards and fifteen Emmys. I mean, it's, 
You're doing a stellar job for all of us. So let's start with the uh, next question is American Documentary produces PBS, POV, and America Reframe. So can you start with the POV and give us an overview, and then let's hear about America Reframed, an overview. I mean, uh, POV is, is the longest-running showcase for independent documentary on television in the, in the U.S. Uh, again, we're just uh, finished our, our 36th season on, on PBS. Um, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of... Uh, types of documentary films, I would say that our films are mostly, and not, not exclusively, but mostly um, really character-driven, uh, story-driven, cinematic experiences for viewers, um, uh, films that really bring you into the lives of people like you and me uh, who are dealing with the, the issues of, of our times, whether it be... Uh, you know, race or politics or gun violence or gender or aging. Um, sort of uh, the, the human condition. Um, I, I would say that through our films, you can look at, at a, a slate any, any year of 16 films and see all of the contemporary issues that we're dealing with. I really, our team doesn't program it as a social issue series, but as, as human stories um, that connect viewers with people and through their lives, through their experiences, we learn a lot about the issues of the day. So we're looking at issues, but not from the top down, but through the lives of people. I think that's sort of the, the, the most unifying criteria for the, the types that we, many of them are verite films, but they take many different forms. Um, and would you? And so I know that that's POV. Would you say that that is also America Reframed? The same overview. I mean, for the most part, yes. Uh, America Reframed has a, a, a much more singular focus on on American stories, stories from the United States, whereas POV has uh, a much more international spectrum of stories. Um, I'd say maybe a third to a half of a POV slate any particular year are films from around the world, whereas America Reframe's focus is, is here, our country. Right. Okay. Well, because you're both vice president of programming and production and an executive producer for POV and American Reframed, can you uh, share your role with us as executive producer? Yeah, I mean, I, I am the VP of Programming and Production, and so there, there, are, there are mechanics of uh, getting the word out uh, to, to filmmakers, pulling films in, and the mechanics of... of uh, delivery, or I guess processing and delivery of, of films for PBS. But as an executive producer, I'm the public face and the curatorial face of, of POV. Um, so I am out in the field, uh, and I have a team of, of, of you know, five or six folks underneath me who are also out in the field. We're at festivals. We are at um, pitch forums. 
We're doing uh, one-on-one meetings with filmmakers and, and industry meetings. Um, and then we have an open call uh, in which we are basically every year we get up to a thousand films submitted to us a year. Then I am, uh, sort of, I guess the most senior, there are many faces of, of American documentary and POV, but I'm the most senior curatorial, um, face in the organization, uh, connecting with filmmakers, encouraging them to submit their work, tracking projects. Uh, and then I'm the point person in terms of facing with PBS and our other partner organizations, preparing films for broadcast and getting them uh, in the door and, and on American screens. Okay. And you say that you, we can we find you at film festivals and pitch forums. Uh, any festivals that you uh, pretty much consistently go to? Uh, sure. I just got back from Sundance. We're always there in force. Um, we, in terms of pitch forums, the, the main two international forums are Hot Docs in Toronto and ITFA uh, in Amsterdam. But there are a lot of other satellite pitch forums that follow the, the similar models as those two all around the world. Um, so either I'll be at those um, or my, my, my uh, associates, Opal Bennett, Erica Dilde, Robert King. There are a lot of faces that you might see at international festivals and also local festivals within the U.S. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. Good. So uh, tell us about your personal journey as a filmmaker and with the organization, and how did you come to be part of American Documentary? Well, I, I've, I've actually always had a, a, a lifelong interest in film. From I had the benefit of going to a grade school in New York City where I was learning how to do pop-action animation. I studied film again in high school and in college. Um, not as a major, it wasn't a major at my university, I was, I was a philosophy major. Uh, and upon graduating, I wasn't really sure what a, where I was going to go with my philosophy degree, but um, partly by chance and partly by, by determination, I entered the, the um, film world uh, as an intern on a Bill Moyers documentary. Uh, oh, and wow. Yes, it was, it was a great introduction. Uh, uh, working with a man who who embodies uh, the strength and the importance of public media, uh, in contrast to you know podcast, news media, and, and mainstream media, and uh, the rest is history. I, I, I was working in foreign films and independent films for a few years, um, and was producing some short form films for different institutions and learning how to edit. And in, I think 1999 or 2000, um, I happened upon an opening at, at POV. Um, and basically I entered uh, creating what we called talking back episodes, which was sort of the first iteration of engaging audiences to share their reactions to films that were being broadcast on POV and then putting those into broadcast segments. And I worked my way up 
from 2000 on through the programming and production department, um, working under several executive directors and executive producers. And then in, in 2015, I, I um, took over as, as executive producer. So uh, it's been quite a ride. And, and uh, ultimately, I'm, I am a lover of film and a believer in the, in the power of um, cinematic and, and uh, human stories to, to really reach people their hearts and, and emotions and that's why I'm still here after all this time <laughs> they're dedicated to this yes thank you so much for having the good luck to work with Bill Moyers I mean was he as nice in person as he was on air we I just felt like I knew him like he was the guy next door it was easy to understand and um he just sort of took me in his hand and explained things. He was such a wonderful human being. I could not agree more. And, and we've had sort of different points of intersection um, over the years. There was one project that we were working on together separately, and he's always opined uh, and been very helpful and thoughtful about the films that we're, we're programming and, and presenting to the American public. He could not be kinder. He could not have a stronger moral compass either. And so I see him in many, even though I don't, I don't see him that often. I, I really see him as a, as a, a guiding light in terms of, of uh, making just and moral decisions and, and holding people accountable in, in the world we're in. Holding people accountable is true. And yes, he's a guiding light. Thank you so much. Well, uh, what a nice history you've had. You worked your way into and then through all the jobs. And really, that's what it takes. When you know what everyone under you does, then you it's an easy job because you've been there. You know exactly what they're experiencing, right? Yes, it's true. I, I feel like I've, within the organization, I've worn every hat on the on the production and packaging and programming side. So, um, what's great about American Documentary is that it's, it's easy to le- to love the work that we do because we all see the power in it, and so uh, we're we're of of like mind and and mission, um, which is really a fulfilling and, and unifying. Uh, force within our organization, and, and hopefully we can we can do our jobs well and and um, have that be the outward effect of the work that we're doing as well. Well, it shows. We feel it. We truly do. So tell us how you engage with individual projects. Yeah. So I, I touched on it before. We have an open call. Um, you can go to uh, POV org slash CFE, CFE um, and we have a, a film freeway portal where people can can submit their films, um, and so we get hundreds and hundreds of films submitted a year. Uh, we are many of us are out in the field and always encouraging uh, one-on-one conversations with filmmakers. Um, in general, we're, we're an acquisition and a co-production series, so we're not 
we're not generating ideas for documentaries. We're not commissioning filmmakers to make documentaries. These are real independent visions coming from independent filmmakers and their teams um, who we either pick up as finished films or enter when they're well into production. Um, and we can have a sense of, of uh, you know, who the characters are, the trajectory of the, of, of the story, um, the stakes of the story, uh, and the cinematic language and, and, and vision of the, of, of the directors. Um, so we're not, we're not creating films from the, from the ground up, but we're relying on, on those independent voices that are coming to us. And, and our aim is to uplift those artists and, and to um, yeah, bring their stories to light. We are, we're, we're out in the field and through our open call is, is sort of the main uh, point of intersection with, with filmmakers at events and industry events and festivals and just through email and outreach um, around. Wonderful. Well, now tell us about your process of curating and selecting films for the series. Is there... Uh, or there's certain guidelines or certain things that you're looking for. I mean, we're we are an international series, but we're also broadcasting to an American audience. So, for honestly, <laughs> to simplify it, I'm looking for the the best stories uh, told in the most uh, artful way. Um, from my perspective, these these are human stories. Uh, cinema is an emotive medium, and we're looking for films that that make your heart thump, make you angry, that make you cry, that make you laugh. Uh, things that connect um, us as viewers, as as passive viewers, to feel more engaged and connected to the to the stories that are unfolding in, in front of them, and Cinema is it, film is a, is a, a magical medium, and so also stories that sort of push the boundaries of how stories are being told in term, terms of structure or aesthetic or um, you know a formal filmic approach that filmmakers might be taking. So really, human stories that are artfully crafted. Um, uh, that speak to speak to our time as well. Films that feel present. Um, I guess that's the way I would I would I would uh, most describe the films that we're looking for, and that's pretty broad. <laughs> you it know, is, you know, but film, it's very. Film, it's, film it's can cool. be made in in a thousand different ways, uh, and we're open to 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 all of them. Um, we're, we're, we're looking for films that excite people. Films that push boundaries and um, show human stories and speak to issues of our time. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll focus in on the issues of our time as well. We, we, the films that, that speak to us as programmers are films that, 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 um, Feel feel contemporary and present that are, that are dealing with the the conversations that are happening um, in, in in the public in the public space. 
and also with a focus on on people and communities that don't necessarily have a voice um, in mainstream media. We're uplifting communities. We're looking for stories from filmmakers from those communities. And it, it might be, you know, uh, communities of color. It might be communities of differing abilities. It might be, um, you know, uh, uh, communities from the LGBT world or, or you know, everything and, and, and anything in between. Right. Color, disabilities, LGBT, wonderful. Um, but I love it when you're, you're looking for things that are expanding the boundaries of documentary films. I watched that Ford uh, Daughters, and that was so exciting to me because it was unique in the, in the storytelling form. Uh, and it's exciting to see documentarians uh, experiment and use uh, unusual or do different things than the talking heads, and it's so engaging. I couldn't agree more that there, there's, there are wonderful things that you can do with film and um, experimenting with how, how you're conveying uh, either a director's vision or a participant's vision. Um, and so, yeah, we encourage, we encourage uh, experimental approaches, hybrid approaches, um, and you know the the other thing that that uh, we do as an organization is really try and nurture artists who are entering the field for the first time. They may be creating their first short film or their first feature film. So our focus on emerging uh, filmmakers is is a huge priority for us. Oh, this is wonderful. Now let's talk about. Uh, a short film, emerging short film. So what do you, uh, is your definition of the time for a short film? So we, we um, are actually in our sixth year of season of POV shorts. So every year we've been putting together a slate of anywhere between six and eight half hour episodes of shorts that we feed out to the public television system. Uh, and that can be uh, one short, and for a half-hour episode, that's about a 24-minute short, or it can be two or three short films that are packaged together thematically. Um, but we, yeah, short film is 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 uh, another animal, uh, you know, from, from feature films, but can be just as powerful, and and oftentimes um, topic or a person. Uh, works better in a short format, um, and so we're, we're again looking for those those films that that are resonating most on an emotional level with people and and connecting them to to um, yeah, their lives, our lives. Well, um, yes, because sometimes it's a great story, but it's not enough story for a 60-minute film, or a, a definitely not a 90-minute, but I've seen the, being uh, 
through from the heart. We give some grants, Chris, and I know that sometimes I'll look at a film and think that that's a great short, uh, but I don't. But it doesn't hold up in a long form as much as it. it so it, and I hope that filmmakers take note of of uh, this section for your shorts because. If you can tell me an engaging story in 24 minutes, you really are a good filmmaker, in my opinion. Or even if you can do it in 10 minutes, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and actually, our shorts um, episodes fill uh, fill a need within the public television system, um, in that their you know local stations, as they're putting their uh, schedules together. Oftentimes, if there are feature-length films or other programs that are running 90 minutes, they're left with half-hour gaps in their in their schedules. So they may not be as consistent on a weekly basis, but they're getting a lot of play within the public media, within the public television system. Um, so it's great to see our shorts episodes popping up market by market across the U.S. at, at you know any time of day. Wonderful. Uh, well, uh, I wish you, uh, you must have worked on so many films, but uh, I, w- I wish you would film, uh, share with us any films or accomplishments that, uh, that you've seen people make or de- receive, uh, some things that, some films that have come to you that you really would like to share with us. Sure. I mean, some of them are, are high-profile films for good reason because they're beautiful masterpieces. <laughs> um, you know, I, I give all credit to filmmakers. Um, I, I wouldn't be here doing the work that I do without without them tackling these subjects and, and um, giving them their, their creative vision, but I'm, I'm personally proud of my association with films like Minding the Gap and Lou's film uh, that eventually was was uh, nominated for an Academy Award. It's a beautiful, energetic, devastating, uh, exhilarating film about young men growing up in, in Rockville, Illinois. Um, cinematic, a tremendous film. Other films... Um, like Maite Alberte's The Mole Agent, another Oscar-nominated film. Um, both films we got in uh, early and, and came on as co-producers. Um, and so uh, with Bing, it was his first feature. He had been working with the Cartempson team, but this was his first feature. And Maite Alberte, we've worked with on several films before, but again, we... We brought her into the POV fold as an emerging filmmaker, and the 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 amount uh, that they've grown as artists and and storytellers is uh, it's a source of pride. I have nothing to do with it, but it's a source of pride for me to be able to to work with um, such yeah exhilarating voices and and, and new voices. And, and, and filmmakers who really uh, are giving us a new new language. Every every film has its own language and iteration, and these feel fresh and um, 
like you've discovered something when you're either in the theater or watching it from, from the comfort of your couch. Those are two. There are so many more uh, amazing filmmakers, Marshall Curry, Laura Poitras, Mona Diaz, um, uh, Kirsten Johnson, uh, who, yeah, these are well-known names within, within the nonfiction world. Uh, and it's just my, my pleasure to be able to work with, with so many diverse and talented voices. David Osset, Lana Wilson, there, there are too many to name here. Um, but my appreciation to, to all of the filmmakers we work with. Well, Kirsten Johnson, I, her film, um, Dig Johnson is Dead, broke <laughs> she broke out of any box that was ever created. Uh, and she is a most unique and caring and sincere person. So, uh, what was it? What film were you working with her on? So we worked with her on Camera Person, which was her first feature. Although she had credits as a, as, as a camera person on on many many other highly esteemed films, but um, Camera Person was a sort of a kaleidoscopic look at. Um, lens of, of, of someone who's behind the camera capturing the lives of so many different participants in, in long-form films uh, over the years. And, and it was just an amazing sort of a cliche word, but tapestry or mosaic of, of, um, of experiences that she brought. Uh, just a... a, a just introduced new notions of how we uh, create stories, how we process them, uh, and the effects of telling stories on the participants themselves. It was just a, a beautiful, beautiful film, camera person. Yes, right. Um, that's wonderful. So uh, next I want to go to POV Engage and how you promote civic engagement beyond the airing of the films. I mean, we've always seen, you know, from its, from its inception, American documentary recognized the power of long form storytelling through film mm-hmm. uh, and recognized its uh, potential to leverage conversation, dialogue, and civic engagement around issues. And so the public media system through all of its stations and partners is sort of custom built as a, as a, uh, a space to take films actually beyond broadcast, but engage directly, uh, initially through local stations, with communities, with organizations that are connected to uh, issues that are might be addressed in any film. And so, you know, over the 36 years that American Documentary has been around, we've built a network of 13,000 plus organizations, nonprofits, prisons, libraries, schools, public television stations, uh, and other organizations who are interested in in using our film to to engage people and, and um, uh, generate conversation and uh, action 
around the issues of our days and, and just to talk about different perspectives from from different um, yeah, from different communities who might be affected by one thing or another. So we see it in the films, we see it in the in the audiences um, who are who are sort of involved in these in person events. Um, it might just be a discussion, it might be a panel with with uh, the filmmaking teams. It, it could be just using the film um, as a as a starting point uh, with organizations that are that are connected to the to issues. And then there's a whole education component, which uh, PBS is is um, as a structure like no other through our, the PBS learning media. We're in. Know K through 12 schools. We're in um, uh, universities. We have educational material, delve deeper resources. Uh, we have clips from films and lesson plans and discussion plans that teachers or community organizers can use to to uh, again engage audiences, get them involved in their their local issues. Uh, using these films as a centerpiece for conversation. That's so wonderful for filmmakers because you're taking the material to the people they made it for. You're getting it in the hands of those uh, people that the filmmaker wanted to reach. You're helping them do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like we're forging meaningful connections between people public media, classrooms, and community spaces who, is, that are committed to inclusion and belonging, are listening to what's important to, uh, to underrepresented groups, filmmakers and protagonists. And, and I, I feel like we're also elevating the reach of documentary and nonfiction works on air, online, and in communities as well. So we, we've, we've created this all of these tools to, to really leverage on the ground the power of, of, of nonfiction, long-form storytelling. Well, there was a time back in the 90s, uh, I know because I always loved documentaries, and back in the 90s, I said, come for dinner, we're going to watch a documentary. Oh, t- no, sorry, can't. <laughs> I have other plans. Nobody wanted to watch a documentary. And you and your companies and uh, these brilliant films you put online and the way that you have uh, engaged audiences – have turned it 180 degrees where now you say, oh, we're going to watch a documentary. They're there immediately. What are we watching? You know, it's not, oh, no, it's what? Which one? Uh, So thank you for that. You've made a major change in the zeitgeist on documentary films. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people might be surprised, uh, but we, we have we have created structures to to help people do that to help help commune uh, around film uh, and yeah our, our our hope is to to get the word out there and and the more people who actually do it and go to an event or create their own event or use our lending library to to you know, invite friends over to watch a film. 
the more the better because say these films are powerful and I feel like we all benefit from, from a story well told, uh, a beautiful cinematic experience. I, I honestly see it as an art form. It's something that sort of that transcends. Uh, it 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 something about the way in which a story is conveyed and and what we're introduced to as as viewers that that elevates it. And um, yeah, it's just. It's laudable. I love I love film. <laughs> and and yes, and touching touching us, engaging us, and uh, holding our hand through sometimes really difficult information, but we need to know what's going on, uh, and then bringing us back into the light by saying, "Here's how you can solve this problem," uh, and join your community for more uh, discussion groups. These are wonderful things you're doing. Now, uh, coming close to the end, I just would appreciate, there's two more things I want to cover. One is, what advice would you give documentary filmmakers who want to screen their films on programs like POV or America Reframed? What would you tell them? Well, again, it, it's an open system, and we, we encourage um, as many filmmakers who are interested in our platforms to, to reach out to us. And again, you can do that uh, through our open call. And I'll just be practical here. Um, if you go to cfe.pov.org, um, CFE is for call for entry, cfe.pov.org, it'll send you to a film freeway, your film. Just reiterate that we're, we're we like to track projects and talk with filmmakers, but in general, we're not not getting involved in films that are just in the development stage, um, although we love to hear about them and hear about ideas. Um, but films that are that are in progress, uh, rough cuts, fine cuts, finished films. So that's the first point of entry. Um, you can also look up America, I don't have it right in front of me, but America Reframed on the website and and uh, you can you can submit films and get in touch with the folks, our folks there as well. Um, and yeah, we're out in the field. So if you're at a festival, if you're at a film forum, please we are we are we love to hear from filmmakers and meet new filmmakers and emerging talent. Uh, so don't don't be intimidated or afraid. Uh, we try and be as as accessible as we possibly can. Wonderful. Great. Now, looking ahead, what are your goals for the future of American documentary and the documentaries you produce? I think um, talk about the types of films that, that I feel are, are the most compelling and move audiences. Um, but it, we, we have always leaned into um, finding new audiences and also telling stories from from underserved audiences. Um, so we also feel like I'll, I don't begrudge anyone for for telling the story that they want to, but oftentimes the most authentic 
uh, and layered and um, understanding stories of any particular community? Are those stories told by community members themselves? Um, so, yeah, leaning into representative media and, and really taking a look at the, the people behind the camera and um, their connection to the, the, the stories that they're telling. Um, and again, that's, that's, that can be members of, of, of the BIPOC community or, or um, filmmakers of, of different abilities. You know, there, there are a hundred different ways to slice it, but we're, we're looking for those uh, authentic stories. We want we understand that working in documentary is a tough slog, um, and so our aim, both through community building and partnerships and licensees, the money that we pay for films, we want to support a sustainable industry, um, and so our aim is to, again, we're working in public media, so you can hear about sort of contrasting acquisitions from, from big streamers who have limitless pockets of, of huge um, license fees for films or acquisitions. We, we're a steadier, uh, I'd say more reliable presence and presenter of nonfiction work over years and years and years. You can look across PBS, but DOV and Independent Lens in particular, as it relates to long-form um, know, character-driven storytelling. Uh, we want to to be, allow filmmakers to make their living um, working in documentary films. So increasing our license fees to enable that. Also um, uh, expanding our co-production uh, investment in films, so more money towards co-productions. Um, and again, we're doing that both through increased budget, but also also through partnerships uh, with like-minded organizations. We, we just recently um, launched a, a co-production fund with Chicken and Egg Pictures um, uh, for for three short films. And so, so expanding uh, opportunities for for emerging filmmakers to, to get the films made. Um, yeah, those are some major goals. Uh, help sustain the industry and um, yeah, expand our base of filmmakers and, and bring the most authentic uh, and informed films to, to our audiences. Well said. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to hear about the increased budgets, the increase in money, and, and your co-production with uh, Chicken and Egg. They are such a wonderful organization. Uh, this is all exciting. Thank you so much for sharing everything. We we want you to know, uh, I speak for all of us, we really appreciate the, the work you're doing to bring us this these incredible stories and to uh, teach us so much and to share our stories with the American public and internationally. So thank you very much, Chris, for this interview. Well, well thank you. And, and I've, I've only mentioned a few, but it's really 
an extensive and expansive ecosystem of um, like-minded organizations, but well, filmmakers, but also organizations who are supporting the field. And, you know, I mentioned a few of them, but there are so many others, you know, from, from the, uh, from the foundation level to the artist support organizations, uh, to engagement organizations and, American Documentary is, is open and eager to, um, to work together where it makes sense to, to really nurture the field and young artists, new voices. So um, there's not always that, that, that extra money, and so it, it, it's, a, it's a team of, of, um, of driven people who, who, who value the work of independent filmmakers um, who deserve... A, uh, a lot of a lot of credit and, and our appreciation as well. Wonderful, thank you so much. Lots of good luck, and thank you for sharing all of your information, Chris. Thank you, Carol. I appreciate um, your your taking an interest in in American documentary and POV America Reframed. Always, thank you, Claire, for your help with the class. Thank you. Very welcome. Yes, very welcome. All right. Well, be well, everyone. And Chris, it, it was a, a pure joy to have you here. I thank you as well from my heart and from the Heart Productions as well. Thanks you. So be well, everyone. And until next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.